Live from the Average Joe Nation studios in St. Clair, Missouri, this is the Average Joe Podcast, a show that proves that in this crazy world, a combination of common sense and a C-plus average is actually a superpower. Sure, he's crazy, but what if he's right? Please welcome your host, Damon Gilbert. All right, everyone. Uh, good to see you. Good to hear you. Good to good to have you on. Um, I I had to start off with this. I this isn't even of. It's just of interest to me. Basically, I I don't. Uh, I, I guess it's a little bit of Schadenfreude, if you know what that means. Taking the uh, pleasure in someone else's uh, misfortune. I, I I'm not saying that I do that a lot. Sometimes you do. I mean, I think it's human nature to do that. I, people call it karma, whatever you want to, whatever you want to call it. You know, somebody, what goes around comes around, that kind of thing. Uh, and it, you know, and it does. It, it to some degree that is true. Uh, karma does seem to work at some point. You know, I've heard people say, oh, "Yeah, he'll get his one day." Well, maybe. I'd like to. I'd like to think the you know the world works that way. I'd like to think that uh, along the way somewhere, the creator, if there is one. Uh, kind of put it that way, you know. He said, "Hey, eventually this guy's going to get it," you know. And and I don't mean in the afterlife because it, I, I prefer to see it firsthand. You know what I mean? I, I, are you like that? I, I I've heard people say that. Oh well, he'll you know in the afterlife he's gonna you know he's gonna get his due. Well, I don't know if that's true. So I want to see it in person. Um, you know, say it's a say it's someone in your town you don't like that they've been horrible to you for years and years and years, and then you know something comes up and they 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 pass away and everybody says, well, you know, he'll pay for what he did in his in the afterlife. And, and I don't know, is that true? I hope it is. I mean, I I'd like to see it in in person. Is, is what I had a friend of mine. Uh, peace, well, let's just say that someone committed a horrible crime. Okay, a horrible crime, went to jail for it, and I don't. My my personal opinion is that they are paying for this uh, as we speak. Uh, what they did was horrible. It was uncalled for. It was actually a murder, and uh, uh, they did some time. They did I think twenty years in jail, and then they got out, and their life is completely upside down. Now, would it have been better if he'd been executed? I don't know. That's where I, you lose me with the uh, capital punishment, because since we don't know what's on the other side of this, if there is, if there even is anything, is does that mean he's going to be punished for that? I don't know. I don't know. The Bible tells us, you know, that it does, but I mean, there's really no guarantees that he's going to get his due. So I mean, is Hitler right now in hell paying for all the the horrible things he did? I don't know. I don't know. But I do know this: that if you stay on this, stay in this world. And your life is horrible because of something you did that was terrible, and you should pay for it. I think it's better to just see these things happening. I've seen this person on occasion, and they are living what I would consider one of the most miserable lives that you could possibly imagine, at least in the United States. I guess you know, maybe overseas or in, you know in the third world, maybe it would be worse. But this is this person is living a, just an absolutely horrible existence, and I think he's getting paid back for what he did. I think I think that is this his hell on earth? Maybe so. But anyway, I I, I I digress. I've gotten off the beaten path. What I wanted to talk to to you and bring up today is that Chris Cuomo. You know Chris Cuomo, the Mister Wonderful. Uh, my brother is the governor of New York. I'm so good looking. I've got this great wife. 
I'm I'm the star on CNN. I can do no wrong. I can do whatever I want. No one says anything. I can grab women by the butt. I can I can say horrible things to them. No one's going to do anything about it because I am Chris Cuomo. Well, Chris Cuomo got fired for sexual harassment and a number of things. Plus, no one liked him anymore. He's probably one of the least likable people I've seen on television. And um, he has been, I guess he was suing CNN for, um, I guess, contract violation. I, I'm not really sure. It's for millions of dollars. But apparently, apparently, old Chris, instead of just taking the back seat and uh, maybe retiring, has decided that, uh, you know, maybe I'll go back to work. Somebody's bound to like me because I'm so great. I'm so great. He's kind of got that Megan Kelly thing going on. I'm good looking. I'm hot. I'm this. I'm that. I, the guy, make, he disgusts me. He really does. He's almost as bad as his brother. Those two, when they, when you talk about two idiots right there. It was, it was amazing. But anyway, his, his tenure at CNN is over. So he's decided, I, I guess it's what, six, eight months later after his, his, uh, his firing, that he's going to go to work for another company. And I believe he's starting at, I believe, he's, I believe his, his company is a News Nation, which is the, uh, the uh, I guess it's the old WGN America station, which I've never heard of this. And I, I'm assuming that somewhere along the line it's on cable. I, I couldn't tell you. I couldn't find this guy if, if you paid me. I don't care. But nonetheless, he decided, I guess he sold a bill of goods to these people. Or they thought maybe because he's, I don't know, a, a semi-star. I, I really don't know what they were thinking. I don't know what management at uh, uh, News Nation was thinking. And I don't know what kind of a contract he he uh, he garnered. I think he's making a million dollars a year, which I guess when it comes to what you were making at CNN, that's chump change, I guess. Sounds like a lot of money to me, but that's another thing completely. But anyway, the bottom line is, that uh, his uh, now remember, Chris is trying to sell himself as a new something new, not not the old recycled Chris. He's he's wanting to he's wanting to sound like he's something new, you know, not the same old thing, you know, but but nonetheless, he's he's trying to sell this as, as, as and here's the, here's the interesting part, and here's where the Schadenfreude comes in. He garnered an audience that was less than reruns. Of Sponge SpongeBob SpongeBob SquarePants, that that is hilarious to me. That 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 made my week. I couldn't be happier. I, I walk around with a smile on now because this guy is a total disaster. Nobody, and I mean nobody, likes this guy. I think he garnered like hundred and thirty thousand viewers. This is over. This is over the entire nation. So, so this guy, more people were watching reruns of uh, Wheel of Fortune than this. So this is not a this is not a win. This is not a this is not a win at all. So I I, I have to take a little. I don't know. Is that petty? Ask me. Tell me if I'm petty. Okay. I I, I really I don't know. I I just take a lot of uh, comfort in that. I guess that uh, that Chris is getting his just desserts. Although he's making a million dollars doing it. So, but see, that isn't the issue. Chris wants to be loved by everyone. He thinks that everybody should love him because he's so good looking, he's so smart, he's so good on camera. I mean, I, you can tell. He's one of these annoying, he had this guy here. I don't know if you're aware of this or not. This guy here actually went on CNN. Uh, he was 
he, he did a show. It was on his show. He was in a, a gym, and he was using fake weights to lift. Now, I don't know about you, but that's about as low as it gets. When you use fake weights during a, a, uh, uh, an interview or a show to, to act like you're, you're buff and you're in great shape and all that, I, I mean, you just can't make that up. Because it, it, it comes down to fame. When people, when people I, I, it must be very addictive to, to have fame of any kind because it doesn't matter what kind of a quality product you put out there. It doesn't matter. You have the fame. You, that's what it's all about. I mean, there is a restaurant, and I can't remember what it is. It's Lambert's. Lambert's. That's, that's, a, that's a, uh, uh, a restaurant here in, uh, in Missouri that uh, is well-known for throwing rolls at you, okay? That's their, that's their big mantra. That's, that's, their, that's their catch thing. They, they throw rolls to you. And, 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 I mean, the food stinks. I, I, long wait. you got to wait to get in there. But they use this, and that's basically, that's basically what Chris and all these people do in, in, in mainstream media. They, they have some kind of a, a catchphrase or a, a, a hook. And, and it doesn't matter about the quality of what you're putting out there. Uh, and, and I use Lambert's as, a, and as an example. I, I've never been impressed with the place. It's, it's kind of weird if you think about it. But the bottom line, when you go to a restaurant, what is the bottom line? Service and the quality of the food, right? But, it, but in a situation like this with Chris and maybe uh, Megan Kelly, it's all about them. It has nothing to do with the news. They don't care about the product they put out there. It's all about them. And again, I don't want to belabor the, the point. I just thought it was funny that he'd fallen flat on his face. Because, I mean, a lot. say what you want about Norm MacDonald. I, I was never a big fan. They always talked about how big of a, uh, a, a genius the guy was. I thought the things he said on, on screen were retarded. You know, you see him in interviews, though. The guy seemed very, very smart. Uh, but no one knew that he was dying of cancer until the very last, until, until he was almost dead. And Norm did not use that as a uh, as a, a way to make money or as a way to fame. He just didn't. I, so I respect him for that. Chris, on the other hand, if he had a hangnail, you'd know about it. I mean, you saw the big the big production when he supposedly had COVID. You know, and he was in the basement. Anyway, I'm I'm beating a dead horse here. No one cares other than me. <laughs> I just thought it was funny. I want to get this out of here before we get too much further. When I do these these podcasts, I, I consider myself talking to you. To you and you alone, we don't really have an audience. I mean, per se, there is kind of an audience, but it's basically just me and you shooting the breeze, right? And I and I can't be. I I want to I want to make sure that I I that you understand. I feel like when I'm sitting here that I'm talking directly to you, no no one else. And, I, and believe me, I'm as sincere as they come. Uh, this these are my beliefs. I mean, you can you can agree with them. You can say I'm out of my mind. It, it makes no sense. But I can tell you this not this much. I'm not going to bullshit you. I'm not going to lie to you. This, this this is just you and me talking. So um, I want to get that out there because I've, I've said this before um, in different ways. But I, I just want to make sure we were clear on this. I enjoy this very much, and it, it it's like you and I are like you're sitting across the table from me. And obviously, you can't reply to me. So, but but it's not like I'm talking to a huge. Uh, you know, in like in a great hall where I'm giving some big speech or something. It, it, it's really just me and you. And I like that. I like that a lot. I've, uh, I've always liked that when it comes to podcasts. It's the way I looked at it. I, th- I figure they're talking directly to me. I love that. So anyway, just wanted to get that out of the way. What I did want to start, and, and the main, the main, uh, the main uh, subject here, which I know it's taken me 11 minutes to get to it. And I, again, I apologize. I get sidetracked sometimes. I had a friend of mine 
in Illinois. Okay, I've known him for years, and we talk occasionally, and we talk about politics. And he, he and I, we don't see things eye to eye on everything, but he is he is kind enough and uh, open minded enough to uh, discuss things, and you know sometimes sees my point of view. But at the end of the day, he is a he is a Democrat, a, a diehard Democrat. There's no two ways around it. And he and I were talking yesterday, and we were talking about, and this is what I fear more than anything. And, and I understand he's from Illinois, but he's from Southern Illinois, which would you would think that he would see things a little bit differently because if you know anything about Illinois politics, if it's not Chicago, they couldn't care less. And a, a large majority of the people there, especially in the Southern part of the uh, state, are, you know, they see things a little bit more on a conservative level. A lot of farmers out there, this, you know, but anyway, the point is that this guy's a Democrat. He has no, no aspirations and he has no, he, he will not look at the other side. He would never vote for a, uh, a Republican. It just doesn't work that way. But here's the thing. And here's what really worries me about the, the upcoming elections and the 2024 election. This is, this is what worries me the most. And we, you know, we keep talking about this red tsunami coming in November. Um, politicians constantly going on, on uh, Fox News and talking about this. I, I, that may happen, but I don't think they're going to do anything with it. The Republicans are in a disarray. They're, is it, they're in as much a disarray as the Democrats are. They can't find their ass without a map and two flashlights. It just doesn't work. They're terrible at what they do. So is, are things going to change after November? I doubt it. I seriously doubt it. Well, obviously we'll see, but I don't have a lot of faith in them. And here's one of the reasons I have a lot of, I worry a lot about what's coming up in the upcoming elections. Uh, not only the midterms, but the 2024 election. Here's the thing. Democrats, if you talk to them, they really don't care. They don't care. They, they don't, they, if you talk about, you know, if you, if you say, you know, what about, what about school and what's going on in, in, in schools today with the kids? Ah, eh, that's just the way it is. There's not much you can do about it. Joe's doing a pretty good job. I mean, come on, come on. I mean, he's not as bad as Trump. I mean, gas prices, yeah, they're up, they're high. There's no, there's no doubt about that. But hey, they were high under Jimmy Carter. So I think he's doing a pretty good job. Well, you know, that's just, that's the way we look at it. Well, what about the deficit? You know, well, you know, government doesn't work. We all know that. The deficit's, the deficit's always been there. You know, look what happened under uh, Clinton. The deficit went through the, you know, Obama. The, the deficit doubled. You know, Joe's okay. I mean, he's, he's, he's not the best, but I mean, he's not the worst. And here's the thing. He's not Trump. Because we do not want Trump at any level. We don't want to talk about him. We have TDS so bad, it has nothing to do with the issues anymore. It really doesn't. It's scary, folks. It's scary. And this is something that I'm worried about. You currently have probably the worst criminal in U.S. history at the helm. And what, what are the Democrats saying? People like this? They're going, ah, everybody's, they're a little corrupt. You know, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Right, I mean, you got you got you got uh, Trump down there. I mean, uh, uh, you got Biden down there pairing with Ron DeSantis. You know, after after he had basically said we're going to hand this divvy this. Uh, uh, he didn't say it, but uh, Kamala did. We're going to divvy out the uh, uh, rescue money and 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 uh, uh, recovery money 
based on based on color. You're okay with that? That's okay. You got what is this? Well, I'll tell you what it is. There's no shock value anymore. We are habituated to this. We have been we have been people have been um, exposed to this so long that they are becoming habituated to it. That it, it's it's habituation at a level I've never seen before. They have people have decided eh, it's not that big of a deal, right? Not that big of a deal. We're acclimated. What are you going to do about it, folks? We're doomed if that's the case. We're doomed. And you know what their excuses are? Ah, government sucks. It does. Everybody knows that. This is what this is what my friend said. He almost word for word. And I said, well, what about crime? Ah, crime's always, it goes up and down. What are you going to do? I'm down here in you know, southern Illinois. I don't care. I'm not, I'm not in Chicago. What the hell kind of a, what the hell kind of a reasoning is that? I, what, okay. So then we talked about jobs. You know, job, jobs are down. Uh, workforce has is, is, is been cut. Eh, it'll come back. It'll come back. You know, we're doing okay. We're doing okay. Oh, my God. Folks, this is the enemy right here, and I don't mean him individually. But you've heard of prisoners, uh, people who have been kidnapped, victims. They, it, it's called uh, uh, Stockholm Syndrome. They, they have this guilt, okay? They, they, they can't see that they can change things. They, 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 feel like, they feel like I'm in this, I'm on this ride. I have no control over it. So, hey, I'm just going to make, I'm going to make light of it. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to say, ah, it's going to get better. It always does. We're not going to go to, we're not going to turn into Nazi Germany. We're not going to, we're not going to see the Great Depression again. Come on, it's not that bad. You want to bet? Oh, and by the way, uh, when you're talking about him being slow and not getting around good and can't walk straight, doesn't know where he's at. That's not a big deal. I mean, Churchill, look at him. He wasn't exactly an athlete. Well, that may be true. But Churchill was, <laughs> I'm not even going to get into that. It's clear as day, folks. Clear as day. These people have literally been talked into a sense of apathy. They say, oh, well, c'est la vie, que sera. We don't worry about it. as long as it's not Trump. That's all we're interested in. Yeah. So how do you convince somebody of that? How do you convince somebody that their house is on fire? Say you walk into somebody's house and you see it's on fire. You see the the flames coming out of the out of the roof, and you walk in. And you say, "Hey, Joe, you got to get out of the house. It's on fire." Nah, nah, it's okay. It's okay. It's probably somebody burning leaves next door. You know? No, no. I'm telling you, there, there, there's your house is on fire. It's on. You can see the flames coming out. Nah, nah. It's probably it's probably just somebody burning garbage or something. I'm not gonna worry about it. I mean. What do, you, what do you do with somebody like that? I mean, it's like driving in your car. What's the first thing you, what you do when you smell rubber burning in your car? What's the first thing you do, right? I start looking at the gauges to see if the, something's gone haywire. I want to know what's wrong. I want to fix it. I want to I maybe prevent it from getting any worse, that kind of thing. Not these people. Not these people. Uh, and nine times out of ten, well, nine times out of one time out of a thousand, it's something serious. But that one time out of a thousand, I want to prevent you know, more often than not, it's a truck with a, a you know, a, a, a brake that's, that's rubbing or something. It's giving a, that rubbery smell. I could give you that one, but I'm worried about it. I'm looking. I'm checking. Not these people. Not these people. They're good with it. They're fine. Hey, we're going to be great. It's no big deal. Don't worry about it. 
How do you convince a person to leave a burning building? I don't know. How do you convince somebody that your leaders are completely horrible? I don't know. I don't know. See, here's the problem. We think, or at least I do, I and I and I've caught myself doing this. I think I think that everyone knows what I know. You know? And I know that you know the people listening to this, you across the you know, across the table from me, you've at least heard it. Because I brought up subjects that people have absolutely no idea what I'm talking about. Serious stuff. I won't get into that right now, but I mean, you, you, they just get that glazed look on their eyes. Like, what are you talking about? I assume that everybody knows this. I assume everybody does what I do, that they, they're interested in this stuff. They're not. They're not. Most of America, and that's what I fear more than anything, most of America is apathetic to their surroundings. They really don't care. If it doesn't affect them on, a, on a, an immediate basis, they're not the least bit concerned. And that is what scares me to death. And if you think Joe Biden cannot get reelected, you have not looked at this. Believe me, he can't. First of all, they stole the election in 2020. You think they won't do that again? Of course they will. They they are so underhanded. We're going to get into this in just a minute about the student debt. It's these people are just sly as they can come. They can't run a White House, but they can. They can, they, can, uh, uh, they can come up with some pretty, pretty ingenious ways of convincing you that everything's okay. Yeah, it, it's amazing. It really is. So anyway, that's all I got today. And I uh, hope I opened your eyes a little bit to give you an idea of what, you know, how things are working today. It's a little scary. It may, it, I, I lose sleep over this sometimes. I really do. I, I don't know that we're on the, on the verge of Armageddon, that, you know, naturally the, uh, the uh, mainstream media and uh, the media as a whole, they want you to believe that because that sells. But, I, 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 you know, that's not what keeps me up at night. It keeps, this, keeps, this kind of stuff keeps me up at night, that no one sees this coming. No one can see down the road a little ways. It's, 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 it's terrifying. It really is. So anyway, sleep well. <laughs> I'm not trying to keep you up at night either. I, I just thought I'd point that out because, I mean, I'm sure you've, you've run into this before. So... Anyway, that's all I got right now, and uh, I'll be right back with the news. This is the Average Joe Podcast. Average Joe Podcast. All right, first first uh, order of business right here is I, I read this the other day, and it 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 kind of it kind of uh, puts everything in perspective. They said that right now for renewable energy demands, that if they if they if everyone in America, or at least the majority of people in America, did like California wants to do, where we do away with internal combustion engines completely and go to electric 100%, it's going to cost. Now, this is this is a this is a low estimate. I, I'm not sure who did this study. I believe it was oh Woodmac. I, I don't know who does that, but anyway, they're saying they're saying that the uh, the grid in order to bring it up to uh, standards so that it, renewable uh, energy would be the name of the game. It would cost uh, four trillion dollars, and that's probably the low estimate. It's probably more like twice that, and maybe three times that. So when when we talk about Tesla and and all these electric cars and how they're going to revolutionize the world, they're not going to. They're not going to. That's that's like building a car that runs on gold. Yeah, sure, it, it may get great gas mileage, but who can afford it? And not only that, but how are you going? You're not going to be able to do this. So anyway, I just wanted to get that out there. Uh, risk of nuclear Armageddon is the number one story uh, today. Uh, 
well, they say we're closer now than we were during the uh, Cuban Missile Crisis. I find that hard to believe. I don't think that's true. But again, who knows? Who knows? I think we've always been at a risk of nuclear uh, Armageddon. The problem here is that we've got an, a nitwit in the White House and a completely doofus group of people running it. And that is the problem because we're talking about Russia here. That's who they're talking about, not China. They're talking about Russia and the uh, situation in Ukraine today. But what's funny is we're not over there negotiating with these people. We're not trying to settle this disagreement. I personally believe that they like this, the risk of Armageddon being right around the corner. I think the Biden administration is getting off on this. I really do. I really do. That's that's a sad state of affairs. That's the kind of person you've got in charge. That's the that, and, and I'm not talking about Joe. I'm not talking about old Joe. I'm talking about whoever is actually running this show. When that when when you think that nuclear Armageddon is the way to sell something, we have got some serious problems in the United States. And uh, I, I I don't think we're that close personally. I really don't. But if we are, I'm kind of like the guy from Illinois, my friend. Eh, what are you going to do about it, right? Uh, let's see. DOJ leaks says there's evidence to charge Hunter Biden with tax and gun offenses. Folks, we're going to get right through this. I don't care. Hunter Biden is a scumbag. He's a degenerate. He's a lowlife. But he's not an elected official. My biggest problem with this is that we're not focusing on the main issue here. The main issue is here a sitting president, a sitting vice president, use their... their uh, uh, their power and their position to make money. That's that's what I'm interested in. And and so as far as Hunter Biden's concerned, he can screw as many prostitutes as he wants. I really don't care. He's not going to do any time for this anyway. If anything, he'll be out before his dad runs for re-election again. It, 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 this, this means nothing to me. I'm getting tired of hearing about this. We're focusing too much on the wrong thing. We're focusing. We're, it's like it's like rearranging a, a, you know deck chairs on that Titanic. There's a bigger issue here. It really is. You've got a sitting president who is is basically a crook, and no one's no one's bringing that up. And, and believe me, if you think the Republicans are going to do that in in November, you're sadly mis, mis, mistaken. That's not going to happen. It's just not. They may try and impeach him. There may be some calls for that, but they, at the end of the day, they're not going to do that. Uh, let's see. Next story. Twitter versus Musk trial has been paused until October 28th to let Musk close the deal. Okay. He's got to come up with a lot of bucks. Let's see how this all works out for him. I still think he's a bullshit artist. I think he's a liar. I think he's a uh, showman. I think he's a con man. If he pulls this off and he turns Twitter into a open uh, forum for uh, free speech, I'll eat my words. Okay. I really will. I'll say I was wrong that maybe this guy has got a little bit on the ball. Until then, I still think he's a con man, and as Trump said, a bullshit artist, okay? Uh, let's see, U.S. economy only added 263,000 jobs in September. That's down from what they were expecting. That is not good. Uh, obviously, the labor market is starting to soften, and that's never a good sign for America. So we'll see what happens over, this, over the winter. I think it's going to be a cold, dark, and uh, really kind of a bad winter. So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, let's see. Biden's student debt. Now, this is interesting. Biden's student debt bailout is to be funded entirely by new debt, in case you were wondering. I know he's, he's had uh, Jean-Pierre and all of them go on there saying that, oh, this is going to pay for itself in the long run, and it's not that big of a deal. It is a very big deal. What they're going to do is they're going to add this to the deficit this year, to the budget. 
if they get this pulled off, which I don't think it's legal in the first place, but if they would, their plans are, they're going to say, they're going to put this uh, 300, 400 and whatever it is, billion dollars um, uh, bailout. It's almost a trillion. Don't, don't let anybody kid you. It's almost a trillion dollars. But what they're going to be able to say is next year's budget will be lower. So they'll say, hey, we lowered the, we lowered the budget. That's what they're going to do. That's their strategy here. They're going to stick it on last year's, and then the next year they're going to say, oh, hey, look at this. We cut the budget by this much. No, it's because you didn't spend as much on stupid stuff. But anyway, that's what he's going to do. I don't think he's going to pull it off. But again, we'll see. Uh, Let's see here. Oh, yeah. GOP candidate leads governor's race by two points in deep blue Oregon. Huh. Isn't that interesting? Not that it'll make any difference, but it does give you the idea that maybe the people in Oregon who have been treated so badly over the last couple of years, maybe they're coming to, maybe they're seeing the light a little bit. Who knows? Who knows? We'll see. I think there's a an independent who's drawing from the uh, Democratic pool more than anything is probably what's hel- helping this uh, particular uh, candidate, but who, who knows? Uh, oh, yeah. Elon Musk says that the uh, his Tesla semi-truck will finally be in production. And the first company that's going to get one is Pepsi-Cola. And I think Walmart's going to get one as well. Uh, folks, this is, this is, this is again, this is, this is a con. There's no getting around it. These, these, these semi-trucks, first of all, a, a, a trucking company worries about nothing more. They don't worry about anything other than how much freight a particular piece of equipment can ha- can haul. That's it. That's what they get paid for. They get paid for hauling freight or whatever materials from point A to point B. They're not interested in whether or not the environment's taken care of. They don't care about that. I've worked for all kinds of these people, all kinds of companies in the trucking business, in, in the logistics business. They do not care about that. They don't care how fast their truck goes from zero to 60. That was one of his selling points. I saw it back in 2016 when he first came out with this bullshit story. He was saying that production would start in 2017 and you'd be able to get your truck in 2019. If you order today in 2019, you'll get the truck. Well, that was three years ago, and now we're just getting to this point. Now, he's blaming it on the fact that he could not find enough fuel cells. That's all bullshit. Don't let anybody kid you. This guy doesn't know what he's doing. But he did sell the ability for this truck to go from zero to 60 in, it was like four or five seconds. Now, if you've been in a, a diesel tractor or you have any idea how this works, it can take up to 20 seconds for a tractor trailer to get to highway speed. No one cares about that. Not a truck line in the business gives a damn about that. You know what they care about? How much freight can you haul? Because there's a limit on how many pounds you can put on a vehicle. It's 80,000. That's all you can do. You can't go any more than that because if you go any more than that, it tears the roads up. And unless the federal government raises that to about 140,000 pounds, you're not going to be you're not going to make any money with these electric uh, tractor trailers because the the battery takes up most of the weight of a vehicle. So, in other words, in in a in a, in a typical uh, scenario, a truck weighs about 40,000 pounds with the trailer. So that means you can haul approximately 40,000 pounds, give or take. So that, so that means you've got a, a gross vehicle weight of 80,000 pounds. In this particular instance, the truck itself and the trailer would weigh about 65,000 pounds, maybe even more. 
Okay, so you can still only haul 80,000 pounds. That means that the freight that you're going to put on that, you can only handle and you can only haul 15,000 pounds. Nobody's going to do that. This is a this is a this is a con. It it has nothing to do with reality. So don't let them kid you. Okay. Uh, next story. Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz. You know from Texas. He says that midterms will be a red tsunami. I'm tired of hearing that word or that phrase. Aren't you? Red tsunami. Red tsunami. This. We're going to have a red. And I don't care. I don't care. It's not going to make any difference anyway. The Republicans are worthless. They're not doing anything. They love going on uh, Fox News and talking to. Tucker Carlson and telling him telling him about how bad the Democrats are, they love that. But when it comes down to brass tacks, and they want to, you want them, they don't want to do anything. They don't want to do anything about it. They'd rather bitch about it. And that's exactly what they're going to do, even if they win the House. Don't let them kid you. These guys aren't going to do anything. If they do, they'll surprise me, and I'll be happy to be surprised. But until then, I can tell you for a fact, they're not going to do anything. They love talking about it. Ted Cruz is one of the best. He loves being. Uh, Lindsey Graham loves doing it. Um, there's uh, the guy with the what's his name? The one with the eye patch. Uh, he's he's like he's like uh, John McCain reincarnated. He's an idiot. He's a he's a he's a he's a rhino at best. Uh, those kind of guys. They love going on these shows, talking, telling you how bad things are. They don't want to tell you what they're going to do about it. They just want to tell you how bad everything is and how bad the Democrats are. <laughs> It's a waste of time, a waste of my time. I don't watch it anymore. I don't want to hear it. I want to hear you tell me something. Tell me something I don't know. Tell me something I don't know. Oh, let's see. Next story we got here. New York City Mayor. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I tell you, he is... Eric, Eric, what is his name? I cannot think of it off the top of my head. Doggone it. But what I did was I looked it up. His name is Eric Adams. I always tell everybody... Don't ever, don't ever, you know, I see people going, you know, I can't remember that thing. Just look it up. It's real simple. You just type it in. All the knowledge you have is in your hand in that little phone there. Don't ever do that. Look it up. It's not that hard. Anyway, he said that uh, he declares a state of emergency, state of emergency over illegal immigration crisis. I think that's hilarious. This guy is a buffoon. Have you heard him? Have you seen this guy? You talk about it. You talk about a minority hire here. Oh my God, this guy is the worst. I thought the Blasio was bad, and I'm glad I don't live in New York or anything that has to do with New York. But this guy is beyond stupid. He he can't, he 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 is not what you would call a statesman. He's not he's not a um, an orator. He's nothing. He used to be a cop, I, I'm not, and apparently there's some shady stuff that went on there, but nobody wants to talk about it. This guy's a moron. He, oh, these black, no offense, but bef- and I, this is going to sound racist, but these black mayors, uh, women and men, some of the worst I've ever seen, most incompetent people I've ever seen. And that doesn't make me uh, a racist for saying that. That's just an observation. These people are just horrible, and I'm sure there's some smart black people out there. How these guys get in these positions beyond me? It doesn't. It, it's amazing, but I think it's funny that he's worried about illegal immigration when all they're doing is bussing them up there to New York. It, what about Texas, where they're coming across the border? Nobody wants to talk about that. All oh, the border's fine. We don't want to talk about it. Ask Kamala Harris, another black hire, by the way. Yeah, and Jean Pierre, another black hire. Come on, come on. What's it take for America to go? You know what? We can't have this. We need to have qualified people. Not just because you're black or you're a woman or whatever. 
This is getting old. It really is. This guy is a buffoon, this New York City mayor. A buffoon. Eric Adams is probably one of the worst. And again, that's saying something when de Blasio was the previous one. Because at least de Blasio could carry on a conversation and he, he could say something without, without uh, uh, making an ass out of himself. I mean, he, 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 was, he wasn't the best orator in the world, but he could, get his, he could string a, a group of sentences together to explain why he wants to do something. I mean, you may not be, agree with it. It may be completely insane, but the man at least had the ability to put forth his ideas. This guy can't even do that. This guy can't do this. New York City is doomed over this. And I think what, what Texas and uh, Florida are doing and busting these people around the country is fabulous. It really is. It's fabulous. Because you can't, with a straight face, say that you're concerned about illegal aliens in your city when you don't give a damn about what's going on in the Texas border and the Arizona borders. You just can't. You just can't. It makes you look like fools. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah. This this was a sad story. I got it. And I, I, it's not something that I enjoy talking about. It, but there is a point to this. There was a dog attack in Tennessee. And it, it was... Um, it, it looked it appears from where it was at. It was in a rural community. Uh, two children died. It was the dogs were actually the family dogs, and to see the story and how no one is the slightest bit concerned about the fact that as a society we allow we treat dogs better than we do humans, and I find that amazing. I, if you really wanted to put this country um, you know, if, I mean, if terrorists wanted to come in and do something to the country, do something about animals, their, their pets. Figure out a way to attack pets. You would close this country down. You would close it down quicker than if you were attacking children. You would. No one, and I mean no one, is willing to look at this and say, this is wrong. They're, they're actually, they're not really defending the dogs, but... They killed a five-year-old and a four-month-old. Uh, that's absolutely horrible. These, these, and the, and, the, and apparently attacked the uh, mother too. You're telling me they just happened out of the clear blue? I doubt that very seriously. I bet if you talk to their neighbors, these dogs were mean and should have been put down a long time ago. But that's not how we do things in America. I mean, you walk into a pet store anymore. The things that are in there are just beyond belief. I mean, I got a dog myself. He's a little schnauzer, or not schnauzer, a dachshund. Uh, pain in the ass, complete pain in the ass. But at the end of the day, if it came down between him and my children, he goes. It's that simple. I don't know that most of America feels that way anymore. I, do, I really don't. And that is really scary to say that out loud, you know? Uh, oh, here's a good one. And this is, I'm going to end it with this one because this is, this is probably the most important thing that I'll talk about in the news today. Uh, the CDC is, is uh, re uh, reporting that there's a record number of kids being hospitalized due to weakness and weakened immune systems. Oh, really? I wonder what would have caused that. What do you guys think would have caused that? Let me see your show of hands. You think it had anything to do with the pandemic and not being around other kids all the time and not playing in the dirt, not getting dirty, not being exposed to germs because we wanted to save them. You think that had anything to do with it? I mean, I'm not saying that it was the, uh, it's the uh, vaccinations, which is a distinct possibility. But I think at the end of the day, when we locked down society, we didn't think that was going to happen. Of course, you're gonna, it's going to happen. Children are literally being hospitalized because of the common cold. It's because their body is not 
able to fight this thing off. It's been, it's been weakened, and we weakened an entire society by doing this uh, during the pandemic. And I, for one, will hold the federal government and the doctors of America 100% responsible for this. Okay, the government's one thing. They're all idiots, okay? And they do things for political gain. But at the end of the day, you know who's to blame for this? The medical community is to blame for this. The doctors, who didn't have the balls to come out and say this was wrong because they were afraid their bottom line was going to be affected. That's who's to blame for this. You can't blame anybody else. Yeah, you, you can blame your, 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 your local MD, your family physician. They're the ones who should have spoke out about this, and they should have done it in just massive numbers and said, this is wrong. You people are doing it wrong. Okay, but they wouldn't do it. They wouldn't do it because their bottom line was going to be affected and they were making money. And then you get a damn about us. So the next time you go to a doctor, remember that. Remember that. This guy is part of the problem. And now we're all paying for it and we're going to be paying for it for a long, long time. Probably an entire generation. It really will. So anyway, we'll end on that positive note, right? How, oh, I'm sorry about that, but it does. It gets, it infuriates me. It infuriates me what they've done. It really does. And uh, I just, I, I hold them responsible. I think of it every time I go into a doctor's office now. I think, this guy's part of the problem. He could have spoke out. Some did. Some did. And they were attacked for it. But if you'd had two or three million uh, uh, doctors come out and say this, there's no way they could have dismissed that. They just couldn't have. But no, we can't do that because we're making our money. And we don't care about anybody but ourselves at the end of the day. So anyway, again, end on that. Thank you for listening. I appreciate it. I really do. It always gives me a good feeling when I get done because I, I got it off my chest and I was able to uh, uh, convey something, maybe my opinions. And, I, and again, I, I'm probably, I could be wrong. You know, I'm not saying you got to agree with me at any level, but this is just my thoughts. And again, I appreciate you listening. You guys have a great day and uh, we will talk again soon. I can't tell you when. I'm trying to do my best to get a few of them out uh, every week. But that schedule could change <laughs> at any time. So anyway, it's uh, October 7th, and Joe Biden is by far the worst president in American history. And the next time you're around one of your uh, uh, left-leaning friends, ask them a question. Say, what has Joe Biden done in just the past two years where he put America first? I think that's a great question for anybody that's got Trump derangement syndrome. I, I really do. Ask him, what has he done to put America first? And I don't think it's anything. So let's go, Brandon. As always, thanks for listening to the Average Joe Podcast. Be sure to check out our website at www.averagejoenation.media and follow us on social media. Remember, if you haven't told all your friends, you're wrong.